If you have your Bible, I want you to turn to Acts chapter 14. Acts chapter 14. And I would like to read verse 27. I guess if there was a title that I would like to give to what I'm going to share, I would say it would be God's praise report. God's praise report. Notice what it says in Acts chapter 14, verse 27. It says, Now when they had come and gathered the church together, they reported all that God had done with them, and that he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. Now when they had come and gathered the church together, they reported all that God had done with them, and that he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. And as you read the verses prior to verse 27, and if you read the verses after verse 27, uh, it won't take you long to realize that what is happening here is that a praise report is being given about what God had done, what God is doing, and what God is going to continue to do. And folks, I can remember as if it was yesterday, I was a junior in high school. We'd had a riot in our city. They burnt the buildings down. They looted all the buildings. And there were two guys. One was Russell and one was John. And I noticed something different about John. And I noticed something different about Russell. I didn't know what they had. I wanted what they had. I didn't know how to get what they had. But I wanted what they had and had no idea of what they had and how to get it. You see, I was going down a path in life because of making wrong choices, because of not listening to my parents, because of not listening to my brothers or my sisters, not listening to my coaches, not listening to my teachers. And as a result, I was heading down a direction that was going to cause me to fail. But God used what I saw in the life of John and what I saw in the life of Russell to arouse my curiosity. Folks, I want you to know what Russell and John had, they had Jesus. And John and Russell began to tell me how God had a plan for my life. Russell and John began to tell me how God loved me, how Jesus Christ died on the cross for me. And if I were to receive Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, that he would do something for me that I couldn't do for myself, and that was to save me and change me and give me a new life and give me a new hope and give me a new start and give me a brand new, brand new, brand new, brand new. And that's exactly what happened. I asked Jesus Christ to be my personal Savior, and God began to change my life. You see, growing up in a home where everybody played basketball, my sisters played basketball, my brothers played basketball. In fact, two of my sisters played basketball here. One of my brothers also played basketball here. So we just, we, we, we were consumed with basketball. And so I didn't fully understand what God had done for me. I knew he had changed my life. And so after being saved, I'd gone to this little storefront church. 
and I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting basketball scholarships like some of the other guys who I played basketball with. I couldn't figure it out. And so I was attending this little storefront church, and in the meantime, my brother Tommy was going to a prep school in Connecticut. So Tommy said, hey, listen, why don't you come up to this prep school? Uh, maybe you can, you know, hit the books for a year, work on your game. So I go to this prep school in Connecticut, and I end up getting shin splints. Man, I never got shin splints before that. I never got shin splints after that. And still not really understanding why, in fact, there was a guy that was at that prep school during that time, and I remember what we did to him in a number of basketball games. In fact, I said to myself, if he could make it, I wasn't worrying about making it because I know that I was a whole lot better than him. And I said that to myself. Well, I got shin splints and I came home. And so I'm at this little storefront church and, and this guy over here said, I want to go to a Bible school. And he told me about this Bible school in Rhode Island, 25 students. Didn't even have a gym class. So you know if they didn't have a gym class, you know they had no basketball program. In the meantime, I had received a scholarship to a junior college somewhere in Rhode Island. But God had been placing a desire on my heart to study the Bible. And so I went to that school and talked to the coach about the desire that God was putting on my heart. And he was a Christian. He understood it. So he said, hey, listen, man, go to that one-year Bible school and and we'll, we'll stay in contact with each other. I go to that Bible school, and folks, I want to tell you, God took away the desire to play basketball. It's almost like Rashad Jennings walking up to Coach Rocco and saying, hey, Coach, I don't want to play football anymore. And again, I couldn't understand what God was doing. Well, we had this, uh, we were going to have a game. We were going to share our, our testimonies during halftime. And one of the professors knew somebody who I didn't know, and so he invited him to be a part of our team. We shared our testimonies, and then that was it. Well, I had no idea. The guy that became the fifth man, he was finishing up at the Naval Academy in Rhode Island, and he was coming to Lynchburg to go to seminary to prepare for the ministry. Well, he gets here to Lynchburg, and, and he asked Coach Manley if he knew anybody who played basketball that might be able to help us out. And he said, uh, he, his name was John Cartwright. John said, I, I can't think of anybody, but if I come across somebody, I'll, I'll be more than glad to let you know. So on his way back to Rhode Island, he remembers me. And he calls Coach Manley back here at Lynchburg Baptist College, and he gives him my name. I'm at that school in Newport, Rhode Island. And all of a sudden, I get a phone call from... Coach Dan Manley. And folks, God began to bring the desire to play basketball again. In fact, one of the professors said, you don't want to go check that school out. One of the older professors said, hey, listen, you go and check it out. You go check the school out. And so I came and, of course, Dr. Towns and others will remember. I mean, uh, Coach Manley took me out to this Liberty Mountain, and, and uh, he said this is where the basketball gymnasium's going to be, the dormitories are going to be over there, and, and then he took me out to the airport to see that, was it a DC-10? 
uh, man that had swivel chairs. We were going to use the airplane to, you know, fly to the games that we were going to be playing. And so anyways, I decided to come here to Lynchburg Baptist College. I show up. Man, I was on a 16-hour bus trip, and, and I finally landed in Lynchburg, and, and I get to the Stewart Arms Hotel. Man, they were still trying to get the building ready. Cold water for two weeks, no shower curtains. We had to get on these broken-down school buses to go to Treasure Island to get some greasy eggs. I only made that trip once. Folks, I want to tell you that I heard with my own ears, I heard Dr. Falwell say that one day we're going to play against Notre Dame and South Bend, Indiana, and we are going to beat them. I heard Dr. Falwell say with my own ears. And not only have I heard it, but I've seen it. And folks, here's the point. For me, it all began that day when I asked Jesus Christ, to be my personal savior. It was no accident that God had closed that door at that prep school. It was no accident that, that God had closed that door at that junior college. It was no accident that John Cartwright was coming to Liberty uh, Theological Seminary to prepare to be a pastor. It was no accident that Coach Manley and John Cartwright were having a conversation. It was no accident that I accepted a scholarship to come and be a part of Lynchburg Baptist College. Folks, I want to say this first of all. I want to say this to the, to the alumnus. Hey, our methods may have changed, but I want to assure you as alumni that our mission and our message has not changed one iota. We may have different methods, but I can assure you on the basis of someone who's here that the message and the mission is just as clear as it was when Dr. Falwell started the university. Folks, I came here to Lynchburg Baptist College as a student, and God began to use my coaches. God began to use my teachers. God began to use administrators. God began to use them to help me to become the person that I'm becoming today. I'll never forget one time, Barbara Booth wanted to throw me out of seminary for being on academic probation, and Dr. Townsend said, hey, we're going to give him another chance. We're going to give him another chance. And you know what I did? I got off academic probation. And folks, I want to ask you a question today. I want to ask you students a question today. Are you allowing God to use the people that he's bringing your way to change your life? Are you allowing God to use the people that he's allowed to come into your life to change your life? I'll never forget, not too long ago, walking into Thomas Road Baptist Church, Dr. Town asked me, Ed, how you doing on your dissertation? I'll never forget as long as I live. And I had to admit to him, Doc, I kind of ran into a roadblock. He said, how can I help you? 
And I was in his office on Monday morning, and he shared some wisdom with me. He said, I want a chapter next week. And then when I showed up, I want another chapter next week. And folks, I can tell you that God has used people like Dr. Towns. He's used professors. He's used coaches to help me to become who I'm becoming. And the question I have for you as students, who are you allowing who are you allowing God to use to change your life? I'll never forget one time this fellow from Mississippi, he said to me, I don't know if I should call you black, Negro, or colored. And God gave me a good answer. I said, if you call a person by the first name, you don't have to worry about what their color is. I figured maybe, maybe somebody beat him for his lunch money. There was a thought that went through my mind to put one on him, but I said, no, you can't do that. But before the semester was over, we were praying together. My question to you today is, who are you allowing to change your life? Who are you allowing to change your life? Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for all that we heard. Lord, it's a miracle. It is a miracle. And Father, I pray that you will help students to realize that they're here with a purpose, that you brought them here to, to allow you to grow them and change them, that they might be world changers. Lord, take everything that was shared today and use it for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.